Welcome into the Dual Thread Show podcast. Paige DeMacos, JC Cornell, and Hype Train behind the producer mic. We are here to talk about a Bucks victory. The NFC South uh, first place Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It feels good to say out loud, JC. It feels good that you got to watch the Bucks win and you got to watch Free Money Sunday, which I told y'all about. Aaron Rodgers getting free points. So I hope y'all listen to us because free money Sunday happened. It happened just as I suspected. And the New Orleans Saints go to one and two. So JC, I want you off the top to talk about your phenomenal week three performance because in gambling, uh, Chris tried to trip you up. Hype train really came in hot and he thought he was going to get you. And uh, yeah, he in fact did not get you. He did not get you, JC. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you're going to come at me, you're going to have to come at me harder than that. You, you had two of my locks in there. Actually, three of my locks in there. So, I mean, yeah, four and one, I'll take it. Good luck to all you guys trying to win a PS5. But, yeah, no, I'm thrilled. You know, we got the Bucks win. Bigger than the Bucks win, I will say, Tampa Bay Lightning just won the Stanley Cup. So, Congrats. title one done this year for Tampa. We got the Rays now, and then we need the Bucks for the clean sweep. So, Excited about that, and hopefully we get an NBA team soon. Maybe uh, the Timberwolves will come over here to Tampa. I heard there's possibly a relocation going on. So We're going to start so many rumors on the podcast. I love it. We're here for enemies of the pod. We're here for rumors of the pod. We're just really – we're going to give you a little bit of everything on this podcast. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get it done on the road. They cover the spread. They get it done. They're at the top of the division, and they haven't even really clicked yet JC and I think that's the most exciting part is one you take away from this game it's unfortunate that Chris Godwin goes down with the injury he's gonna miss a a pretty big chunk of games but that should tell you like this offense is never it, it hasn't even clicked yet and they're they're winning and they won handedly so what did you see on offense after you rewatched the tape maybe start with something good and maybe something you'd like to see them work on Dominant victory by the Buccaneers on both sides of the ball. Um, Tom Brady. Let me talk about Tom Brady. Tom Brady is 43 years old. He looks like he is 33 years old. He has zip on these throws. And it's amazing to see. I mean, I watched him for so long on the Patriots. I hated the guy. I really did. I went to college up in Boston, and it was miserable watching all my friends just win all these Super Bowls. And now I have him on my team, and I couldn't be happier. I mean, the guy – protects the ball. He puts it in the right places. And the biggest thing is he takes sacks and he doesn't force throws that literally save you points and keep points on the board with field goals going through the uprights by Ryan Sukup. Yeah, he is the definition of a smart football player. He, he will do the smart thing for his team all the time. And that is so rare when you're watching a quarterback because so often – a quarterback tries to force it because of their athleticism. They try and make things happen. They try and put it on their shoulders. They try and do some things that most often turn into interceptions or fumbles or points for the other team. And that is, that costs you and it costs you a lot. And having somebody as smart as Tom Brady is so valuable. Um, And I know you've loved seeing the, the deep ball that he's been able to throw, the arm strength you've been able to see. But I know we want to talk about Mike Evans and, and Tom Brady here because the, Tom Brady's talking about Mike Evans here. We got some sound on it, and it's the bromance that is, is, is brewing. 
it is amazing between these two. He's a great red area threat, and I think his size, his quickness, his elusiveness, his hands, everything. I mean, Mike's one of the great receivers in the NFL, so I got to find ways to get him the ball and get it to him in space, and not just in the red area, but all over the field, and that's what my job is, to, to find the guys that are open and get it to him. He is a red zone threat, uh, and he, but he's a threat all over the field. So, JC, I know you like seeing him in the red zone, but you want to see him more involved in this offense because he's Mike freaking Evans, and I think that bromance that I that we are jokingly, you know, really playing up on social media, I'm not joking. I think this is like there is a moment where Tom Brady walks into the end zone and hugs him, bear hugs him from behind. It's an amazing moment. I was like, that hug is everything. I, I loved watching it happen, and I love this bromance. Yeah, so like you said, two, two catches for Mike Evans, two receptions, two touchdowns. That hasn't been done since 1950, by the way. And, yes, he finds Mike Evans on the screen. Evans takes it in. Brady runs up behind him so elegantly, puts his arms around him, and it's like they're sitting on the front of the Titanic, and it's Leonardo DiCaprio, and – they're just embracing and looking into the sky and thinking about, wow, this is such an amazing, amazing pairing. And wow, let's, let's win a Super Bowl together. I, I freaking love you, dude. I wish that all of you could be sitting here in this podcast with us because the behind the scenes look is JC has his eyes closed and he's imagining this and he's talking about it out loud. And I have to mute my microphone because I'm laughing so hard because just this moment with the Titanic music, if you don't follow the Titanic makes everything better on Twitter, you're really missing out because that mo that music makes every sports moment better. And I, I, we might have to actually put that music behind the touchdown pass and then the embrace that happens. Cause it's in a, it is a full on embrace that happens. And I am all in on the bromance and Gronky being upset about it, but to the Gronk point, I know this is the thing you wanted to talk about here because they've taken a lot of criticism, Bruce, and, and everybody in Tampa Bay for Gronk not being involved. And, uh, yeah, he got involved. That's, that's for Listen, sure. Listen, yeah. The second Roberto Gronkowski said, I'm just a blocking tight end baby in the press conference. You knew he was coming into Denver and he was getting some, getting some catches there. He got six receptions for 49 – 48 yards, but you can tell he's involved back in the offense and he's going to be a focal point moving forward. Nothing to worry about there. There never was. I think it simply comes down to the fact that he wasn't in football shape yet. The guy was retired. He was enjoying his life and it takes a lot to get back into NFL dominant tight end physical shape. And I think he's getting there and nothing to worry about. Like I said, I think he's going to be a, you know, a star at the later the season comes and in, into the playoffs. I think people have forgotten what an impact not having the traditional amount of time it takes to get ready for football this year. No preseason, a very, very limited training camp on in tandem with the fact that he took an entire year of football off. If he had had the proper amount of time at the facility and the proper amount of preseason games, he would have been getting a ton of reps in this offense in preseason, and he would have been in a totally different place when he came in. But this is this first quarter of the year is preseason, guys. Like this is that's how much time you are supposed to have as an offense for live game reps. I mean, that's where if you look at this Bucks team, JC, you have to be you have to understand that the defense looks like the defense because they returned most of the starters. They knew 
what they had there. They were comfortable there. They started this last year. They had almost an, they got a lot of new faces, but most importantly, they got a new quarterback. They haven't even hit that quarter mark, which is the preseason mark, which I think that should scare everybody else. Because if they're at the top of the division, they're in a good spot. They've got a favorable matchup again this week. If they're three and one and things haven't even clicked yet, that is a scary sign for everybody else in the NFC. I know you wanted to talk about the defense. I'm just going to let you roll here, bro, because this defense is unbelievable. And welcome to the party, national media, because if you actually watched all of the NFL teams, you would know that this Buccaneers team defense was really good because they were really good at the back half of last season as well. Listen, the, the 32nd ranked secondary in the league, right? Nah, very funny. Yeah. Like this defense is gross. This defense is nasty. They will put you on your back. And Domkin Sue's playing the best football he's played in years. Definitely the best as a Buccaneer. Vita Vea shows up huge. I mean, I said I tweeted this out during the game. All of us, Bucks Twitter, were so wrong for bashing Jason Light for not drafting Derwin James. Vita Vea is a monster and a huge part of us converting to a 3-4 defense. So we need to thank Jason, send him a tweet, tell him how happy you are about Vita Vea, but then you move on and tell him how happy you are about Devin White because that guy, it's, it's crazy. When you watch him tackle like running backs, wide receivers, those guys getting up look like they just got run over by a bulldozer. They look hurt. And you saw it with Christian McCaffrey last week. He gets up, he's like, you know you're the best in the league, right? Because that guy wants to go cry and have his mom give him some milk at home. I mean, it is crazy. And then Antoine Winfield Jr. is the best defensive player on the team right now, in my eyes, and rookie of the year candidate. And I said that as well. Like, no, sorry, best player in the secondary. Let's not get too carried away, JC. Come on. But you know, the kid, the kid gets you excited and, and he comes off the edge unbelievably. I mean, he legitimately could have had three or four sacks in that game. He has one, and he's the best pass rushing secondary player we've had since Rondé Barber. And Rondé Barber he, should be in the Hall of Fame. So, all agreement. You'll hear nothing but uh, second to everything you just said. This defense is unbelievable. You've got playmakers across the board. You returned so many of the starters, and then you added pieces that are really, really good. And as you said, Jason Light deserves a lot of credit for these draft picks because Antoine Winfield Jr. is a home run. Devin White is a home run. These are players, especially Devin White, there's quite a bit of criticism for that draft pick. And he's phenomenal. He's absolutely phenomenal. He's a leader at a young age, which matters. He's got all the intangibles and all the tangible things. He brings everything to the table you want from a physical nature and everything off the field is everything you could want from a guy who can be the face of your defense. So you have to love all this about your defense. Let's pick the players of the week here, JC. Each week he's going to pick a offense and defensive player of the week that really stuck out. I know the defense as a whole deserves the defensive player of the week, but you got to pick one. So let's start with the defense. Who is your defensive player of the week this week? I'm, I'm giving the defensive player of the week to one of my keys to victory, which is Shaq Barrett. He returns to Denver. He gets a couple sacks. He has a forces of safety. He looks like a star again, and that's what we needed to see from him. Uh, love the petty moment. Love the pettiness happening. Uh, shout out to our girl, Carmi, uh, who works for the Buccaneers, who tagged me in this so that I could see it, that in his sack dance, he's shown a little pettiness uh, in, uh, in Denver this past week. So 
JC, you called it out. You said, I want to see more from Shaq Barrett. And we saw it. It was a great performance from him in this victory. Who stood out to you on offense in this game? So I'm going to do a player of the game and I'm going to give two shout outs. I'm going to give Love player it. of the game for the Bucks to Tom Brady. Um, three touchdowns, clean game, no turnovers, protected the ball. Like I said, took the right sacks that he needed to, to maintain that lead. And then I'm going to give a shout out to Scotty Miller, who is, you know, just showing so much talent there outside. And then I want to give a shout out to Donovan Smith at left tackle because he had a very, very, very solid game protecting the passer. Tom Brady and that's two games in a row where we're not really talking about him but he did actually have a very good game and and that's good to see especially you know when we're trying to win a title this year listen Donovan you were flirting with starting to be on the enemies of the puck okay after that week one performance you could have landed yourself on a list that it's really hard to get off of so really glad that you took it upon yourself to not become an enemy of the podcast to really step your game up. And now you've had two back-to-back pretty good performances from Donovan Smith. Love that call out. If we're going to praise him, we got to, when we give him flack, we got to turn around and give him praise. He deserves the praise. So really happy to hear you call out Donovan Smith, because as we said, you don't want to be an enemy of the podcast. All right, JC, any other takeaways from this game? Otherwise we're going to move on to my favorite segment. So I'll give you any other takeaways. Yeah, I just got to, couple more takeaways. I think the running back group, you know, Rojo, Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette <coughs> sorry, coughed, uh, Shady McCoy, they all need to start playing better. We need, we need more out of those guys. Rojo had a, a pretty decent game, but, you know, the poor guy gets all his good runs called back by penalties throughout his career, and it, it sucks to see it. But, you know, you just want to see better out of those guys. And, you know, with the Chris Godwin uh, injury, I think – as a speculative fantasy football ad, people should be looking at Tyler Johnson because, you know, he can fit in that role that Chris Godwin plays pretty well. And, you know, Justin Watson might still be injured. So he, you know, we're going to need him to step up and I'll be interested to see how he plays against the chargers. Yeah. I think uh, I like the speculation for fantasy football. I think if you wait until after this game, you're going to have waited too long. This is going to be probably one of those scenarios where you're going to have to pick him up earlier than, you, than you're comfortable doing. Um, but you're going to have to do it because if you wait until he has a good performance, you're probably going to be waiting and he's not going to be available. So go out there, pick him up. Uh, very happy to have Scotty Miller on my team. I'm not happy about Chris Godwin going down, but I think you saw a pretty good performance from Scotty Miller. And I think you're, he's definitely going to have fantasy relevance moving forward. So like those call outs as well. And the running back room, got to see more. Just period. There's not much more to say. Got to see more. Got to be more consistent. And I think that's, that's going to be probably one of the, the keys when we talk about this uh, as we get to later on in the week. All right. The doinks of the week. The new part of the podcast that came Double up organically. Doink. The double doink, the new part of the podcast that we came up with as of last week's podcast. I want to first here, and I'm going to let the sound go, and then I'm going to tee off on the Atlanta Falcons. The Chicago Bears take the lead with a minute 53 seconds remaining. It brings me great joy that the doink is no longer a bad thing for the Chicago Bears. The doink of the week is the Atlanta Falcons, who have managed to, in back-to-back weeks, 
uncomfortable, be more embarrassing this week than they were the week prior. I don't know how Dan Quinn has a job. If I was Arthur Blank, I would walk down after the game and fire Dan Quinn for how stupid this is to watch in back-to-back weeks when Dan Quinn is, quote-unquote, a defensive specialist. Uh, That's not accurate. I cannot believe that the Bears won this football game. I am obviously so happy that the Bears are 3-0 and that Nick Visor Foles came in and is now taking over for this football team. But good Lord, Atlanta. I don't know if I, it's like, I feel bad for the city, but it's also so fun to dunk on them because this is who they are since the 28 to three comeback from Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. This is the entirety of this Falcons team. And it is extra special because it impacts the division and it impacts me. So I love watching this happen. So thank you, Atlanta. You are officially the doink of the week. So I'd like to just talk about Atlanta for one second, Chris. Okay, one go second. ahead. Yes. Yep. Dream scenario for a Bucks fan right here. Dan Quinn gets fired and Dirk Cutter gets promoted to the head coach. And then Tampa gets to play Atlanta week 14, week 15, week 14, and week 16. Somehow, and just blows them out of the water because God damn did Dirk Cutter give some of us some of the worst losses of all time as a Bucks fan. I'm all in on that. Just so you know, Chris, this is officially like we're going to come up with like a wish list. Okay. This is on the wish list. I don't like wishing people to lose their jobs, but Dan Quinn's going to lose his job. That's happening. So uh, Dan Quinn's going to lose his job. Dirk Cutter's going to become the head coach. Uh, They're going to somehow manage to be even worse because for those of you counting at home, Dirk Cutter's the one calling the plays. And if you watch this game in the fourth quarter, they ran the ball a total of three times. And in the last drive, where they have four minutes and 20 seconds left, they're trying to ice the game. They threw the ball four straight times. It is beyond moronic that anybody can have a paid job in the NFL and do that. I thank you for being that big of a moron, but I cannot believe what I watched. It was the stupidest thing I have ever watched. It was like seven seconds went off the play clock because you threw the ball four times. Unbelievable. Terrible decision by Todd Gurley signing in Atlanta. My God. Very bad. Very, very bad. So we had what happened this week, right? Yes. We had what happened last week. That's now twice this season that Atlanta has done something like this. Now, we have to get clarification on this, but since they've done it twice, I think double doink. That's a double doink, right? (laughs) I mean, it now counts twice. I agree. This This is the perfect double doink this is the double doink that I thoroughly enjoy I love watching Atlanta absolutely pee themselves in the fourth quarter and it is so embarrassing to watch and I feel for Atlanta Falcons fans because if I was a fan of this team I would have broken so many things inside my house watching my team do that I cannot believe that that's what we watch but I know that it's time for Chris to give us his doink of the week and uh buddy I'm I'm just sorry for you. Don't yeah, I mean, I, I like self-deprecating humor. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's something that I uh, consider myself an expert in. So I'm just going to let the sound clip uh, just d- do the talking for me. Darnold is 13 to 22. Good block by the right tackle. Go intercepted on the play. T.J. Carey. He's got blockers and he's got a touchdown. The second pick six. 
So he threw two of those. Now, if we're gonna if we're gonna apply the same logic to the Atlanta Falcons, then the same logic. It's a double doink for Sam Darnold. It's a double doink because he threw two pick sixes in a football game. I didn't think it could get worse as a Jets fan than having to watch Adam Gase coach a team last year without Sam Darnold for the first like four or five games of the season. But it has gotten worse because they went six and two at the end of the year. This guy got to keep his job. And now Sam Darnold, it looks like he's back at USC throwing the ball to UCLA defenders. That's what it looks like every time I watch Sam Darnold play football. So hashtag tank for Trevor's on. Adam Gase can keep his job for the remainder of the season give me the number one pick give me Trevor Lawrence I'm happy I was gonna ask you I was gonna say what do you want to happen here I hope for Sam Darnold's sake he gets an opportunity somewhere else because Adam Gase should be so far away from the NFL that he shouldn't be sniffing being involved in the NFL and it's I feel for him because there's not that that roster they are running out there is not a real NFL roster so tank for Trevor I'm all in for you pal good luck uh, even when you get Trevor, you'll somehow manage to mess it up. So, you know, it's just, just prepare yourself mentally for that. And hopefully they can find a real coach. All right, JC, uh, it's your turn. Who's your doink of the week? Doink of the week is myself because I drafted Lamar Jackson in both of my fantasy football leagues in the second round. And I am 0-3 in both of my fantasy football leagues. Listen, my gambling and betting against the spread might be phenomenal this year. Fantasy's really, really taking a, a a bad turn, and you know, you just that's a double doink. That's yeah, two leagues. That's two leagues. Two leagues. Double doink. Double doink. Du- double doink. That you okay? I just want so that's three. All three of our doinks of the week are double doinks. That's all seriousness. Unprecedented. I mean, Patrick Mahomes just showed out last night, and Lamar Jackson. I mean, that doesn't make Lamar Jackson look look so hot when. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. He might go down as the best ever. Here's the thing. And I know everybody likes to talk about Lamar and how great he was. But go look at the history of the NFL. It's been around a long time. Nobody that's a run first quarterbacks winning Super Bowls. Doesn't happen. You have to be able to sit in the pocket and make the throws. And Mahomes is not a running quarterback. Mahomes is a quarterback that makes every single progression and every single attempt to hit a receiver before he is going to run. And he can do that, but that's the difference here. And you saw the stat line at the end of the game. It was four touchdowns. Oh, by the way, should have been five. Uh, Catch the damn ball in the end zone, by the way, so that I can get those fantasy points. Thank you very much, okay? Because if my 40-point performance would have been a 50-point performance, and that's exactly what I want. I just wanted to beat Jamie Eisner that much more. And last week on Monday night, really was putting it on him. But this is a big thing to watch. And if you think that, Patrick Mahomes didn't hear the Madden rating, okay? Uh, He was counting on the sideline. For those of you that were paying attention, he was counting. And he was letting you know uh, he's the best quarterback in the NFL, and it's not close. And I love Lamar, and I hope he makes a bounce back. But bro's got to be able to go do it, and he's not doing it up against Patrick Mahomes. That is for sure. It was was ugly. It's got to be a relief to see Patrick Mahomes counting to something other than the amount of picks that he was picked after the Chicago Bears pick, right? Yeah, uh, I was hoping one of you would not mention that. But yes, yes. In fact, JC, it was, yeah, that's a double doink. That's a triple doink, a quadruple doink, or whatever doink you want to call it. It's the ultimate doink, a doink hall of fame. Yeah, all those things, that's where that exists uh, for certain. The last doink here, this is a bonus doink, okay? This one goes to our lovely producer behind the mic, alongside anybody else 
who had the over in the Eagles Bengals game. Because for those of you who were gambling on that game, you went into the overtime going, wonderful. Doesn't matter who scores, doesn't matter what kind of score it is. It could be a safety, a field goal. But Doug Peterson decided to play for the tie. And here is him describing that, and it makes me want to hurl. You know, one of two things. You can either uh, attempt it on fourth down and try to go for We We tried to go for the field goal, the game winner. That was, that was the thing. We were going to go for the game winner uh, with the kick. Felt comfortable with Jake, had the wind. Uh, the false start backed us up. So we, we just said, hey, let's just, let's just uh, uh, punt the football here. We didn't want to give him the ball, you know, towards midfield um, or even a chance to go for it on fourth down and long. Um, incomplete pass, something like that. They get the ball, short field. They could they could kick a field goal and, and win the game. So, um, just made that decision. Hopefully, something you know positive might have might have come out of the the punt. Something positive might have come out of the punt. Said no one ever, Doug. No one, no one ever, no one has ever said those words, Doug. This is so embarrassing. There isn't a level of doink that exists in our vernacular that we can have to give to Doug Peterson because there is something wrong with not competing to win a game. There's something wrong with that, Chris. And I'm sorry that you lost on this, pal, but it's it's an ultimate doink because if there was bad beats on this podcast, that would be bad beat Hall of Fame. So let me just talk about the gambling part of this for just two seconds because for people who just saw what the final score of the game was and saw how the game ended, I don't know if they realized the amount of work that had to be put in by both sides to just get us to that point, right? Because the Bengals are driving late in the fourth quarter, and if they score a touchdown, the Eagles are going to have to score twice to even tie the game. The Eagles come up with a stop and make they kick a field goal, so it's a 23-16 game. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, Carson Wentz drive the field. He's going to score. And then I thought, oh no, Doug Peterson's going to go for two, right? That was the concern I had was he's, we're going to get all this work done and he's going to go for two and we're going to miss it. and I'm going to lose. So no, they get the touchdown. They kick the extra point. I'm feet up on the couch. I'm counting the money. I'm counting it. I'm like, somebody's going to do something. And then they, both of these teams just got stuck in no man's land where nobody could do anything. And then that crap happens at the end of the game. And I was just frustrated, but this is also, and he, he caught himself. I don't know if you heard it in that clip. He caught himself when he was talking about the punt. He almost said, cause we were going to play for the tie and he stopped himself and he stuttered a bunch. And then he said, we kicked it away. He, he played for the tie in that spot because he knows if he went 0-3, those Philadelphia newspapers were going to be coming after him today. But instead, he's got a little tie there, so they're not 0-3, so he maybe saved his job a little bit. If I was an Eagles reporter, I would, I would tee off. I would be writing the most ridiculous article about how it's worse to do what he did than it is to try and win the football game. I'm okay. You want to go try – Go try and win the football game, man. I was embarrassed. If I was Carson Wentz, I would have been throwing my helmet down, losing my damn mind. Try to win. Let me kick the field goal even. Like, let's just do anything. I was – I'm sorry, Chris. I feel, I feel for you, man. It would have been a good weekend of gambling for you, but that was, uh, that was about as embarrassing as it possibly gets. All right. Favorite part of the podcast. Other than the doice, things on the pod. So, and for those of you – this is not frenemies – this is the enemies of the podcast update. And for once, it's not Petty Page that's adding to the list. It's actually JC Cornell, who is going to add to the enemies of the pod 
So JC, take it away. Update our lovely listeners on who is being added to our hit list. I mean, I don't know if this is an addition because we've already talked about it, but Jameis Winston stands. Okay. Do we know – all right, Bucks fans, do you understand how lucky you are to have Tom Brady? Because he is such an upgrade over Jameis Winston. I mean, you go back to this Broncos game in Denver, and the sacks I talked about that Brady took, those are throws that Jameis throws for pick sixes. And this is a ball game that not only becomes a closer game, but possibly a loss to Denver. And I just think anyone out there that's still chirping on Twitter saying – Oh, like someone in my comments, I think deleted the tweet, said, if Jameis was the quarterback for that game, we would have won by 30. And I almost spat the coffee out that I wasn't drinking because I was drinking a Michelob Ultra. So, I mean, it's just unbelievable sometimes. It's crazy. Jameis, see, the thing about this is the, the update that's happening here is because of the amount of stupidity that happens with Jameis Winston stand. Jameis Winston himself is ending up as an enemy of the pot. I'm calling it. I'm putting Jameis. I don't care. Listen, Jameis, I don't know you. It's not personal, but you got so many stupid people in your corner that you have now added yourself to the enemies of the pod because this stuff, if you think that Jameis Winston would have won this game by 30 points, I have nothing for you. I have nothing for you because you're so delusional. You're so far past delusional. You need to stop. He's not starting in the NFL for a reason, people. He is not starting because he throws a gazillion interceptions and nobody wins football games when you turn over the damn ball that much, and I'm so tired of hearing about it. I get it. It was great for you at FSU. Congratulations. You know who else was good in the state of Florida who doesn't have a starting quarterback job? Tim Tebow, okay? So, uh, yay, that's right, Chris. I went all the way in, okay? University of Florida, great. I heard all about it. Every Gator fan that lives in Florida, I'm going to piss everybody in the state of Florida off. I'm like, listen, you're a great college quarterback. I'm a great college quarterback in Nebraska, too. Didn't happen, pan out in the NFL. It happened. Lots of great quarterbacks in college. Don't make it happen in the NFL. And those are the latest two examples. So, I'm sorry, Jameis, your stands, they got you on the list. They got you on the list, JC. Saw the percentage um, with the Buccaneers quarterbacks. It was Jameis Winston last year was like 23% in the red zone for touchdowns, and Brady so far this season is 80%. I mean, oh, hello. That is – that is if you, I would have guessed that, it, I wouldn't have even sniffed that, like as far as difference. I would have been like, Brady's at 55%, and that would have been a huge upgrade. From 20-something to 80-something is life-altering difference. Guys, this is – I feel bad for you that you're still in this place where you're trying to lament over Jameis Winston. Get over it. He ain't starting for the Bucks. He's not going to be the starting quarterback anymore. Get over it and buy in to Tom Brady. You are at the top of the NFC South. What more do you want? Chris, what? these people want I, I just I have nothing here I have and, and nothing that, here for Jameis stands anymore. and that's the question right like I, I am under I can get being a fan of Jameis Winston or being a fan of a quarterback in general trust me there are plenty of quarterbacks that I rooted for coming out of college no matter what team that they were on I wanted to see them do well but if you're a Bucks fan first and you're a Jameis fan second like you have Tom Brady 
You have yes. one of the best defenses in the league. You have Mike Evans. You have Bruce Arians. Your team has some of the, the best swagger in all of football, and you're going to spend your time while your team is now, what, 2-1, and one, just blowing the doors off of people now. They're starting to roll. We feel that the next couple of weeks this thing's going to click and everybody should watch out. But instead, you're spending time and using your – how many characters do we get on Twitter now? 250, 240, yeah. or, whatever 240, we get. Yeah. You spend your time – using those characters to talk about Jameis Winston, who, by the way, isn't even playing for the team that he uh, signed with. While that's Thank you. Has a noodle arm. Noodle arm. I can make better throws than Drew Brees could right now. And by the way, he's QB3. Right, he's not even, he won't even Just get the so job. We're clear, Taysom, Taysom Hill's the backup. the backup. Quarterback who got paid $11 million. Oh, by the way. So check the dollar amounts and check the depth chart because it ain't Jameis as number two. It's Taysom. And that should tell you everything you need to know. Taysom freaking Hill is above Jameis Winston. Enough, Stans. Leave Jameis alone or I'm going to start fighting all y'all so, on Twitter. So I put, I put a tweet out before we recorded about, you know, how big of an upgrade Tom Brady is. Some of the responses, rest in peace, bro. And then there's a couple, here's another one. It's a, uh, this rest is all facts, peace? but Jameis Twitter is gearing up to come for your throat right now. Like, it's just, you know, it's a crazy world out there. And, Okay, Jameis stands. I promise I'll get off this in 30 seconds, and we'll go to the contest update. I truly do not understand standing for Jameis. I, do, I don't get it. You want to stand for Michael Jordan? You want to stand for Kobe Bryant, rest in peace? You want to stand for LeBron James? I'm here for it. Look at championships. Championships has Jameis got in the NFL. All we is a whole lot of nothing, okay? So – you went to FSU, you liked him, you won your title, that's great. You need to stay over there in Florida State land and worry about your team because there's a lot to worry about over there. Oh, by the way, just focus on what's going on over there because you got plenty going on over there. You can put, if you're a Bucks fan, I don't understand it. If you're just a Jameis fan, I just figure out somebody else to stand. Come up with something new. Mahomes. Find somebody who's competing. Jameis is a third-string quarterback in the NFL. Get over it. Enough. It's the same way I feel about Tebow's stance. It's like, it's not happening, okay? It's not, it's, I get it. He won one playoff game. Y'all were excited. Just get over it. Go ahead, Chris. He Go ahead. Least, he at least won a playoff game. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. Thank you very much. But um, shh, that's exactly right. At least Tim, Tim, greater sign. Uh, we're going to cause a controversy in the state of Florida. We'll let Florida Gator fans and FSU fans battle to the death over their two quarterbacks who are mediocre in the NFL. Uh, this is the contest update. I want you guys to tell everybody uh, what to do. So, Chris, if you can let everybody know where they can find everything because it's on Discord and we got to talk about what we're giving away. So go ahead. It's, uh, it's, it's all you. Yeah, JC put out a link earlier today on Twitter if you're hearing this on the day that we released this podcast on a Tuesday. If not, when I do upload the podcast, when I tweet it out, at Dual Threat, uh, I believe it's Dual Threat Show is our Twitter handle. Uh, I will be putting the Discord link there. You join the Discord. There is a separate channel which is entitled Win a PS5. That is where you're going to uh, put in your picks because you are playing against JC for the entire month of October in Beat JC. I pick the five games every Friday. JC has to pick those games against the spread. He doesn't know what games I've selected. You guys in the Discord get to put in your selections before the games kick off on Sunday. We keep track. JC has to name one of those bets as his best bet, which is worth two points. Same thing for you guys that are playing in the contest on the Discord. And at the end of the month, 
whoever has either beaten JC or is the, the top fan playing against JC, you are going to win yourself a PS5. This is where I will let JC go on a uh, step up on the soapbox and talk about how good his picks were this past week. Went four and one. Uh, let's, what was it? Packers plus three, easy. I mean, that was easy, free money. Buccaneers minus five and a half, easy money. Like I said, I said hammer that line. Where, where else were we? We were um, – oh, my gosh, I don't even remember because Chris just threw them at me. Um, I was going to say, Chris Patriots. was the one who – Patriots yep, minus Patriots. five and a half at yep. home. Um, I lost Steelers, Steelers minus four. Juju yeah. coming up for and you lost the big. Giants plus three and a half because they looked yeah that was a t- that was an awful awful pick that could have been easily been five and zero oh if I was wasn't such an idiot about the 49ers yeah listen here's the thing though that team defies logic they are so injured and just you talk about embarrassing Chris you might as embarrassing as the Jets are you almost you're shifting the, the locker rooms with the other worst team in the NFL. Like, the two New York teams are trying to compete here for who's more embarrassing because I don't know which performance is worse. The Jets' performance or the Giants' performance. They're both equally bad. And they're going to race to the finish line on that contest because I don't see it getting better for either one of these teams anytime soon. If the Jets lose on Thursday, now they're playing a team that they can beat in the Denver Broncos who have just been just destroyed by injuries. They, uh, Jarrell Casey landed on the IL this week. Uh, so they're out even more players. Uh, if they lose this game on Thursday, Adam Gase might be gone. I mean, at least Joe Judge is going to get the year in New York. So maybe there can be some consistency at the end of the season. But guess what? The Giants are going through the problems that Bucks fans have been going through for years. Daniel Jones turns the ball over way too much. He just gives the ball to the other team. He's like, oh, you know what? I'm done with it. You take it. And then they end up in the end zone for seven points, right? It's just, it's, he makes it easy for the other team and they have to fix that because they have talent. I know they're without Saquon and Sterling Shepard on offense, but they have talent. Daniel Jones can play quarterback. He can throw the football. He just turns the ball over too much. So these two teams are going to race because Sam turns the ball over too in the other locker room and he might not have a head coach and Greg Williams might be the interim head coach. And I don't, I don't even think I'm ready for that. So it's going to be a race. They, they both might combine to not win more than five games this year. I'd take that bet. I, th- I don't think they. I don't think they get to five. I don't think. I. I truly do not think either of those teams is winning three games. So it's. It is uh, ugly times in New York. The tank for Trevor sweepstakes happening in the state, the whole state of New York and uh, New Jersey, where that actual stadium resides. Final thoughts, guys, here on today's podcast. JC, your final thoughts here. Happy the Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup. It's been a long time coming. I wish we could have been an Amelie for it, but yeah. you know what? We'll, we'll be there when they present the trophy at the home game. So excited. Yeah, I hope they have um, some semblance of a, uh, you know, type of parade or ceremony eventually, right, for these guys, because one of the more enjoyable experiences I've ever had in my entire life is partnering with the Stanley Cup. It is. It is, and oh, by the way, for those counting at home, the Chicago Blackhawks did that a couple of times, uh, including one against the old Tampa Bay uh, Lightning. So that was, yeah, that's right, Chris, one, two, three. Uh, and not against your team. Uh, we didn't take care of your team because you didn't make it there. But uh, I congrats to the Lightning. It's, it's, this could be a path here. Trust me, where... I remember that series. I had a mental breakdown. They, they lost the Stanley Cup on my birthday, and it was just not good. Good thing we didn't know each other then. That would have been bad for, for you. It's uh, the, the pettiness would have been at an all-time high for me. My final thoughts here on today's podcast are not about the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're about people on Twitter 
just calm down a little bit here. Okay, everybody just needs to take a collective deep breath. All right, JC is an OG Buccaneers fan. Okay, he's been around a long time. He loves this team. Okay, so let's just let's just all take a deep breath here. I think we all want the same thing. We all want the Bucks to have a really really good season and win the Super Bowl. So let's just uh, listen. We don't want to mess around and put everybody on the enemies of the pot list. Okay, so just be careful. Okay, let's just everybody take a deep breath. Let's everyone just relax and let's realize. I think we're all we're all headed in the right direction. We're all headed, we're on the same train. We're all headed in the right direction. And the direction is victories, first place in the division. And uh, Noodle Arm Drew Brees is looking more noodly every day. So good luck to that. Good luck to the New Orleans Saints because you got Alvin Kamara and a whole lot of nothing. And Alvin Kamara, good for you, bro. You deserve more money because the whole team runs around you. So good on you. Imagine if they had traded him away, how bad this team would be. Uh, Record-breaking bad. So Oh, uh, Chris, I'll even give you final thoughts today. You see how nice I'm being? I'm being generous because your team is so trash that I feel bad for you as a Thank Jets you. fan. So go ahead. I appreciate ahead. that. I, I just, you're telling people on Twitter to relax. So, I mean, just, you got to know the audience there a little bit. So, I, I mean, understand. They might, co- it's an they might come after task. you now. Uh, my final I hope thoughts. they do. Okay, I hope they do. Come good. on, come to my mentions. Feel I'll, free. I'll get the popcorn now. I'll get the popcorn ready for that now. Uh, my final thoughts. Listen, uh, today was really the first day that we've seen and something we really haven't talked about on the show today, but the Titans and the Vikings dealing with a little bit uh, of a COVID situation that could put some games in jeopardy. But here we are, uh, week three, week four of the NFL season right here in this midway point. And and this is the first time we've had to deal with this. So let's hope the NFL has the right structure in place because this is their first test with this, potentially impacting the scheduling of games. So this is going to be a really big week for them to see how they handle this because they'll give us a roadmap for how they plan to do this for the rest of the season. So something that I'm keeping my eye on is how they handle this, how do the teams respond to this, and if this this protocol that they have in place is able to hold up through the course of the season. So far, so good, but we'll see how they handle this week. Yeah, I got one more final a, thoughts after. Yeah, they, they've done a really Double good job thoughts. thus far. I was going to say, they've done a really good job thus far. And quite frankly, getting to week four, and this is the first issue, is borderline a miracle. So I'm really happy to see that. JC, final thought, part two. Yeah, part two. Uh, Chris, can you cue the Titanic music, please? Oh, sure, sure. Hold on, everybody. Oh, okay. the Titanic music. Let me just get over here to the other part of the screen here. There you go. <laughs> you got to cue it up. I mean... It's not just All ready right, on JC. command. All right. All right. All right, Bucks fans. Okay. Everyone have your masks on. Embrace. The Buccaneers are in first place. sports page 
And please make sure you follow the show at Dual Threat Show. Leave us a review, subscribe to us on iTunes, hit the like button on Spotify, and make sure you're coming back each and every week for the podcast. And go Bucks.